In this episode of The Full Nerd, Microsoft plays with our emotions, XFM, and more Alder Lake leaks. Welcome to episode 188 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with Keith May. Hey, guys. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical. Gordon, what if I told you that there was a new Aliens-based video game that played like Left 4 Dead? Would you be excited? Is it actually based on Aliens? It sure is. It's a Aliens was Fire Team or Fire Squad or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I saw that. I got yeah. pushed to me. I was meaning to, to play it. I was so excited, Gordon. And unfortunately, I, even though I know we have our differences, even though I'm the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the world, uh, I've got the world champion belt here. We, I think we can both put aside our differences. Uh, if you played this game and we would say, be like, wow, this is a bummer of a game. It could have been so much more. Oh, it's, really? It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. You could have fun with it, you know, but you could have fun with a lot of other things. It's just like when you're in the, uh, all right, <laughs> it's got the setting. It's aliens, you know, you got the guns, you got the sounds, you got the aliens, you're shooting, uh, fun stuff. But it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like C tier. When, when you go back to the, the home base, the hub, when you're talking to the people on your crew, uh, there, there's no lip flap. There's, it's, it's not nothing, you know, they just didn't animate the people talking to your crew. Really? You know, it's just like the, it's probably a small team. I get it, but I don't know. I just, I wanted, I wanted something more. I wanted for us to, to play it together, Gordon, but I think, I think you'd be bummed. But do you care? I mean, do you even care about that? Because, I mean, really, Left 4 Dead was about, when it came out, Left 4 Dead, was, it was a concept of getting four people, four randos, to actually play together as a team, which is sort of like impossible on the internet, right? And it did work out because they were able to enforce the people who ran ran off, they would die, and then, of course... Everybody would have you to had, deal you with you had to, yeah. Well, and but there's the new spiritual successor back for blood coming out. There's a we're, we're getting a a reinvigoration of this of this idea. But I was like, man, an aliens based one. But it didn't. It just didn't have the gameplay of yeah. It, well, I mean, the the yes, the gameplay essentially is there. You know, you're doing runs. You're you're teaming up with squad members. Only three rather than four. You've got the guns. You got the aliens coming at you. You know, I, just, you know, uh, it's probably worth it giving it a try because you know, un- unlike the original Aliens movie, every single Aliens game and spinoff has been more like a Predators series. You know, just well, except like- for Alien Isolation. <laughs> Alien Isolation was pretty yeah, awesome. I, that's Alien. Most of the Alien-based games are pretty good because it's just <laughs> it's just running around a ship. Like, am I going to get eaten? Mm. Am I going to get eaten? It's like, well, that's just sort of like. I don't know. It just, you know, it's like, I don't know. That's like, that's what it's like to live basically as, I don't know, the chicken running around in the cage with a hundred other chickens. Like, are they going to eat me today? Are they going to eat me today? And that's just <laughs> not that fun to me. You know, it's just, I, you know, that's the yeah. whole problem. My problem with alien is just you're the lone chicken McNugget running around there waiting for somebody to come eat. Well, that, you. that's why this game would have been awesome because it was like it was aliens. You know, you yeah, got waves that's... and hordes of aliens coming at you. You got a team. You got the different loadouts. You know, you got the heavy gunner. You got the medic. You got yeah. You know, no, I, just, I'm going to give it a try. You know, because when you just, have a, just temper your expectations. Well, you have a low bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might exactly. actually because it's never been done. It's I just, came in with way too high of a bar. That was that was my fault. I was is like, there some oh. kind of rule though where you can have a really great game and it never, ever translates into a good movie, and you can never have a good movie 
that translates into a good game. What game has crossed, broken that 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 barrier? Good movie, good game. Keith, what do you think? I have a Tomb couple. Raider? But, uh, I I think the first Resident Evil actually you know is, is not too bad. It's it's campy B level kind I, of thing. In the horror thing, I would I would say the original Silent Hill film. Yeah, I mean, I, did I'm a, did a Silent really Hill job. like Silent Hill Two is like probably my favorite. Is game that of the all closest time. You, you can get? It, it's close. I'd say that in the first Resident Evil. But it just it doesn't, um, it doesn't do it, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. Silent Hill messed up by doing a second film. That oh one was, that was. You know what the video was, game industry needs to do? Because they keep thinking we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna turn good mo- games into great movies. Forget that. The money's in Broadway. So you need aliens on the Broadway, musical? the musical, and then that it runs on for months. Get the oh. two people who wrote Hamilton, you know, some songs. Silent Hill, the experience. Hudson up there singing with a pulse rifle. Actually, you know what? Uh, Zach, Zach in the uh, in the chat makes a good point. There, there are a lot of really good Pokemon movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that is a fair point. Um, you know, if you're into it, you know. no, and, and that yeah. is true. You have to you have to give it to. To Nintendo, what is it with Nintendo? They just got that magic spice they add to everything. <laughs> like everything is a winner with Nintendo. Yeah. I don't know, what oh, is you know, and Henry Henry in the chat also says The Witcher TV show on Netflix. Ah, yeah, uh, okay, that's not too bad. I'm 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 just pushing. It, it wasn't really based here. off the game, but maybe yeah. the movie's not going to work out. Musical. Push for Doom, the musical. Oh, Doom please, the musical. no! Yeah, I like Doom it. The musical. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I could watch the musical. Well, would you rather would you rather pirate Doom the musical uh, or uh, try to get your your brain wrapped around the Windows Eleven security changes? Well, it's not even the security. Uh, I'm I'm gonna catch people up on this. So what? About a month, month and a half ago, mm. Microsoft came out and says, "Hey, you know what? Windows Eleven gonna be good stuff. Gonna be good stuff. It's gonna be secure. Way more secure." You know, Windows, you hate us for security. We've actually been secure for a long time. We're going to take it up to the next level. Uh, KB Lake, uh, Ryzen 1000, anything older than that, uh, get into the light bulb. We're going to cut you loose. Everybody got angry, shouting, screaming, pulling of hair. Um, I can understand it. And last Friday they came out and said, hey, you know what? You can install Windows 11 on your old computer. If you bought a computer, what I don't know, forever ago in 2017, that was like, that was more than three years ago, Keith. That was like more than three years ago. What do you want? (laughs) You want to use that CPU for more than three years ago? You can run (laughs) Windows 11 on your eight core Ryzen 1700. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Ooh, sure. Glad you did that, Microsoft, because we're going to be angry. Uh, you're not going to get any updates. What? That, as far as I know, now that's where we're at now. So we went from like, oh, I'm really angry to, oh, you did the right thing to like, what? Not going to get updates? So right now, I don't even know what the hell's going on because is this just something everybody misunderstood? Because they didn't really come out and say, hey, we're not going to give you updates. Apparently, they said, hey, uh, actually, no, you're not going to really be able to run it. You're going to not get updates. Well, I, I don't, I don't understand because I, I went from like, because initially when they when they originally said Windows 11 was gonna like throw everybody overboard, I got super pissed because you can't. That's just never. That's not never been the PC thing to throw things overboard, and they yeah. did it. And then that sounded like and, okay, and real quick. And when you mean throw overboard, you mean the uh, security requirements to a to be able to run. Windows 11, it's yeah, a, a T, TPM, TPM uh, 2.0, secure, secure boot, secure boot, yeah, yeah, th- things like that that 
uh, say, hey, you, you need these security things in place in order to uh, in order to install Windows 11 and have it run. If you have a machine that doesn't have those or if it's past a certain generation of CPU, it's just not supported. So. Yeah, to- you also needed uh, VBS or HBCI. There's a couple other things in there. Just you know, they're they're basically really ratcheted up on security. And and honestly, as much as it felt really sad because I love old hardware, you're taking that old hardware and just like forget it, burn it to the ground. Because I mean, you can run Windows 10, but that's only till 2025. I, I sort of understood it. I, I I mean, I realized we sort of had to 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 you know rip that bandaid off of. These are the things that we need to 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 enforce in the ecosystem for the PC to continue to be secure. I I could I could understand it. It would suck. But then they you know they came back and said no you can do it and then they said well, well but not really. In, in between though there was a lot of discussion should they do it. Some people were like oh it's going to lead to more security. Some people would say well this is stupid. I have a system that's you know not that old that technically should be able to run it. Right? Why are you going to lock me out? Yada yada. I will say I did have my my uh, my buddy uh, Mike Dansiglio who's a security professional white hat. Uh, we did a video really really fun. I, I chatted with him about it. He used to work at Microsoft, and he he said on that video, he's like, you know what? They're going to walk it back. They're going to fold. Yeah, they're going to they're going to fold. A lot of people, you know, said <laughs> I was in that camp because I trust Mike, and I said the opposite. <laughs> you said the opposite, you know. But it looks like I didn't think they would. Did they? You didn't think they would fold? I didn't think they would. I thought they were going to hold pretty tight to it. That's what I thought. I was but, hoping. I mean, that's I thought they were going to just like look. It's just this is just you got to take your medicine. We finally got to take our medicine like that and. <laughs> And I can understand because you got, you know what? If you're running a KB Lake 7700K box, it's 2021. You run that for another four years. You really want to be using that KB Lake in 2025 at that point. It's pretty old. 20, that's, I, that's like eight or nine years old. That You could sort of, you could almost justify it, I think. It's, I, even though it does break the rule of PC, which we've never done that before. I, I would say the, the differentiator, though, uh, or at least... My my buddy Mike uh, had had was saying at the time was like, listen, you know we're PC builders. We love building PCs. We think <laughs> we're the ones that everyone should cater to. But really, you know, we're a small market. You know, imagine going sure. imagine going to a large IT you know corporation who deploys thousands of laptops and and hardware across your organization. Uh, you know, and saying, "Hey, you know what? All these Lenovo's that you bought, you know, six years ago, not supported. You're going to have to get your whole organization new ones Ooh. if you want to get to Windows 11." So, I I don't think it's really about us. I think they had they had to fold because the larger organizations were like, "What? We're not going to deploy Windows 11 if you're going to do that." Yeah, but the thing, I mean, that's what drives me crazy about this because they didn't really fold, right? They, not well, not not yet. They didn't fully fold yet. I think they're going to continue to slide. Because this whole this this is a weird half step, right? Like you said, they, now they said, okay, you know what, uh, you know, you, you'll be able to install on all the older machines. Go ahead. Oh, but the catch, you won't get security updates. Yeah, right. Yeah, you like think Microsoft's not going to deploy security updates. That's what I sort of think. I like. I feel like, yeah, they're they're not going to do it. But then why bother with this? Yeah, like this is like a half step. Well, it's not even a half step. I don't even know what it is. They just should have not said anything, right? Well, but I, I think I think to. My 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 buddy Mikey's point is that they're they're going to keep testing the waters and see you know ha- how much people get mad until it's an acceptable amount of people who get mad and stick there, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean at like, this, sorry Keith, we should let you. You got anything you want to? No, no, no. That was it. I was saying like like it's like 
I, I think that's what they're doing is the the testing the waters of seeing how how far they'll get you know how how much anger there is. It's like, all right, they really lost it over that one. Let's dial it back maybe a hair. See how they like this. And it's <laughs> but it's like they're beta testing responses. Yeah. They're playing with our emotions. They're like, well, you know, I got away with that last time. It's like, let me try to push a little further this time. It feels like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like any argument with my kids. You know, it's just like, <laughs> but it's just like, <sighs> I just feel like I don't, I don't get it because in the end, if they fold, they went, we went through all this for nothing, right? We went through all this for nothing. I know your friend thinks that you think that a lot of people think that I, but again, I, you know, I, I, I think, well, but on, on the other side, I think they needed to try it. You know, it's like it was it, even if they fold, they had to try it again, had to test the waters again, rather than just be like, oh, you know what? Whatever. Windows 11. Next thing. We're not going to try to to press the button. I, I don't know, though, because, you know, security is the topic for the next for the foreseeable future. We've had some really high profile attacks. You want to you want to you want to you want to batten down the hatch as much as possible and everything. So I, I really felt like this is the chance to do it. And, you know, we, we threw some legacy hardware. We already have, we've been slowly doing it, but maybe this is, this for security is, is one of the one things, uh, frankly, people always go for, right? Generally. So maybe this is the time to, I, I just don't, I'm so, I, I don't know even what to know, know what to think because I don't think they're going to fold. I think they're going to just come out and say, you know, but like, what is this? We're like in a limbo state. I don't, yeah. I don't understand it. It makes well, but no it, sense. If they don't fold, then that means there's going to be a lot of people who are going to install Windows 11 and then go without security updates. Yeah. And the, the you know, then, then the backlash of that is not going to be good. So, well, I mean, they can't, that's I mean, the weird one. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Right. Cause you, originally I like, well, they're going to fold, but then what the hell is the point of even coming out and telling people that you, why even bother with that? Like, it's just an empty threat. Then so now nobody's going to believe anything you you threaten anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I just sort of I almost think it it's just maybe it's just that time we sort of like Windows ten and you know honestly Windows ten is going to get a lot of goodness that Windows eleven like in the DirectX side DirectX storage is going to go to Windows ten mm-hmm. so that's a good thing so it makes sense just to be like Windows eleven more secure modern hardware sort of older legacy hardware Windows ten through twenty twenty five and then you know. You you can go ahead and go through with your Linux threat. You've been you've been threatening us with it for twenty years, right? So then, I, I that but but like to come back and say you can do it, but not really do it. It's just like it's it just feels worse than than originally saying you're going to yeah. try to cut people off. It it's less confusing to just do it than it is to come back and be like, well, maybe not all the way. You know, we'll we'll let you install it, but no updates. Why even let you do that? That's, that, that's like going in McDonald's and they're like, yeah, the milkshake machine's working, but you can't get one. It's working, but we never clean it. We just keep something we, we like that. It. Yeah, just, there you go. It works, but it's pretty nasty. You, you can get it. it you, you don't want to. It just makes no sense. I just, I'm so confused. And like, uh, I'm, you know, originally, again, I got radioactive at first when they first, when the news first broke. Because it wasn't really justified, and there was a lot of confusion. Because like, oh, you need a TPM 2.0. Hey, my laptop has a TPM 2.0. Well. Oh, uh, well, uh, we're gonna get back to you on that. What? 
<laughs> I, I don't. It's just like it's just a, it's just such a this whole bungled messaging messaging this whole time. It's just sort of uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's such a mess. Well, we do have a five dollars super chat from VC Jester. Thank you so much. It says uh, I don't understand why people are angry. It's like getting mad at your three year old smart TV that doesn't get the latest UI, or in your case, uh, Gordon, the your Pixel phone that doesn't get security updates after a couple of years. Well, I, I think the problem is, and believe me, I ain't buying another Pixel. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, Google. I just like the, the, the I, I just sort of like if Google say, oh yeah, you can, you can still run Android 11, but we're not going to give you any security patches for it. Well, what the hell is the point of that? You know, I mean, why? I mean, you just sort of like you're stranded or not stranded, but this is like, oh, you can run it, but it's not going to work or so. I, I don't, it just, it's such, it's just such a mess. I think that for me, the thing is like to go from you can't do it to come out and say, Oh, you can do it manually, but then we're not going to give you updates. It, it just like, what is the next? I, where do we, what the hell is next after this? It's just sort of like it was so unexpected because everybody expected them to fold. They basically sort of said they folded and then no, we're not. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just hot over because I'm like now the it's the worst case scenario because I'm mad at them for cutting people off, but then understanding. But now I'm mad at them for now saying they're they're not going to cut people off. But yes, we are going to cut you cut you off. You know, it's like cutting your arm off, reattaching it, and then cutting just half of that arm back off. I don't. I don't. (laughs) That's worse than the milkshake machine. It's like losing a whole arm. And then the doctors come back and said, hey, listen, we were able to salvage at least your elbow up. Yeah. They're like, well, okay, (laughs) you know, sure. You ever get the feeling like sometimes it's like, even though you don't want them to do these things, that you're almost like, would you just do it and be done with it? Yeah. And just just rip it off. Let's go. Let's move forward. Let's be angry. I don't want to say we'll get over it, but I mean, what are you going to do? Right. You know? Yeah. That's... Uh, it's confusing if it can it's confusing to people who follow it imagine you know somebody trying to go buy a computer and now they're changing the stickers you know uh windows 11 compliant maybe perhaps yeah yeah no and i just and i for the most part it actually sort of it all was working out because you know for the most part like the whole like you'll need windows 11 for you know, for mixed core devices, not a problem because you're not going to be able to buy a mixed core device without you're almost always going to get that in a new laptop, any new pre-built. Then it just comes down to the mm-hmm. DIY folks. And, you know, frankly, you're building a new computer, do Windows 11, right? So it's not really, I sort of, I think it sort of solved itself just by doing Windows 10 for the next four years, Windows 11 for the future with more button down devices. And we could have, we kind of run them in parallel for four years, but I, you know, I think one of the arguments your friend was saying is like, it's, it costs money. You've got to support two different operating systems. You forked now and you've got to support both of them. It's a lot of money, you know, so. Yeah, especially if there's some big vulnerability that that comes out, you know, so. Yeah, so then you, yeah, I mean, yeah. look at the look at the print, the print exploit right Which now. Which ha- so. happens, it happens. And it, it's going to happen, but I yep. just, I'm just sort of like, I'm just so spun around now. I just don't, I don't even know what to think. And, and that is, I think, really kind of what feeds the, the anger and confusion over this now for me because it's just like oh you know you made it worse you just somehow made it worse you know and you've already you've already sort of like 
you've already taken the pain and then now you're like, oh, I'm going to give some of that pain back and then actually give you some more pain. So I don't, I don't understand it. I just, well, we, we have a little over a month, uh, to, to see where this goes because the official launch date has also been announced within the last couple of days, October 5th. So we've got, you know, a month, a month and a a couple of days to, to see where this goes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Have, uh, have either of you loaded up Windows 11? I, I know I, I haven't. I haven't even tested it out. You know, out I, or anything. I haven't had a chance to. I've been meaning to. Um, I definitely think for next generation parts, you'll have to be running Windows 11 to really test it. So, again, I have nothing really against Windows 11. I just have problems with how the legacy base is being treated through this. So, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I was going to put it on my laptop. And then I realized my laptop doesn't have a camera, and I think that's one of the requirements for Windows 11. Really? Oh. For the the Windows help the the Windows Hello really? security? Yeah. Well, you could you know you could run a um, USB biometric key. Wait, no, that laptop has a biometric, the fingerprint reader. Oh yeah, it's got the fingerprint reader, so that'll pass. Instead yeah, of I camera? think Windows I Hello is just simply yeah, because they really want to go. Oh, okay. I mean, there's really, and that's that. That is the, the sucky thing about this again, because everybody's all angry about this. But Windows 11 actually has a lot of really cool features in it, you know. And trying to get to a more secure world is is it feels like the path. And yeah, especially on my laptop. Yeah, you know, something I'm carrying around with me, I'm good with that. So uh, right. you know, I'd like to try it. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll go ahead and do it now knowing that. So I didn't even realize that my fingerprint reader could substitute for that. So. <laughs> Although I, I do have to know, Keith, like who who didn't put a webcam on there? I know who didn't put the webcam on there, but I'm just like, <laughs> who did not put the webcam in their laptops in 2020? Yes, I bought it. It was a last year model. That yeah. would be ASUS. <clears throat> I know, and uh, yeah, I know. It's just like. <laughs> Oh my God! And the crazy thing about that is they introduced another laptop what three months ago, and there was no webcam. That's funny. And it was like you know the you do the twenty questions. I was like, is there a webcam? Is there a webcam? And it's like I kept asking you like, uh, yes, there's no webcam in this. Let's move on, right? It's like yes, there's no webcam. <laughs> I webcam. Yes, there's not one. I just want to know who that was because you know they go by that cubicle and everybody just like, <laughs> giving that person the dirtiest look in the world. <laughs> Because it's like I'm sick of getting that question. Because <laughs> it's like, why would you not? And I, I, that was, yeah. There's clearly some mistakes were made. Is the is, there, is uh, the answer? Well, uh, back to Windows 11 real quick. Uh, I, I know we're we're going to talk about Alder Lake uh, in a second, but Boria Zero, friend of the show, has a uh, who? You know what? Sorry. Side note: I I played uh, some Chivalry Two over the weekend. We got a team together, some some cool cats on Discord, including Boria Zero, and man, he kicked my butt so many times. It was rude. It was not even nice. Uh, what a what a mean mean person. Just kidding. He's he's still a friend of the show. Uh, he says, "Does this mean we think Alder Lake launches October sixth? Since now we have a launch date for Windows 11? Uh I it'll be it's clearly tied to Windows." Windows 11. So, and I keep saying Windows 7 because it's it's so close to it it feels like. So, <laughs> Windows 11. Yeah, I think definitely I feel like we're definitely going to see uh Intel launch before the uh the the buying season as they call it these days. So, yeah, definitely. All right. All right. We will see. 
Uh, okay, well, you know, it's a developing thing. Maybe we'll have to. Uh, I'm talking to my my buddy Mikey. Maybe we'll have him on for a uh, a full nerd, so we can do some live Q and A or something. I yeah, uh, I think it'd be great because there there is a lot of really you know advanced security baked in to it that features apparently you need eleven for. Um, it'd be good to go over those because it is something. I don't know what it is with security people. They just get no respect from anybody. But I suppose <laughs> it's like anything. You never pay attention to security till it all goes Until wrong. Until you need it. Yep. Then it's like it's oh. one of those things. <laughs> it, it, if it's going right, it's great, and you don't care about it, and you don't want to hear about it. That, and whenever somebody uses your bank account, <laughs> it would be cool to talk to a security professional about that, though. What's it like? Because it's just like it's like yeah, I need your help really bad, and they show up and they fix everything. You're like, ooh, that sure was bad. Well, let me tell you, we need to implement these things in the future. Are you still oh, here? Wait. Can you come back the next time when everything goes wrong? I'm not going to do anything you just told me about. I'm just going to ignore everything you've done. Uh, Security probably. people get no respect. That yeah. must be like, that must be terrible. Yeah. Also, uh, when it comes closer to launch, we'll have Mark Mark Hawkman back on again too, who's doing a, a ton of great Windows stuff over on the website. Go, go read that. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to something else. Uh, some some hardware, some XFM, some radio stations. Yeah, isn't that uh, actually X? Isn't that actually literally one of the? Is it one of the failed satellite services? Yeah, it was, it was something. Let me let me look it up. But that's it, my my brain put that together. XFM radio. I'm googling it. It says, oh, what is XS? Oh, XFM called now is Radio X. Oh, they changed. They rebranded. Re- rebranded in 2015. <laughs> so, oh, it's been that long. <laughs> So Jetic stepped in with their well, they're not using that trademark anymore. Let's just go ahead and use it. So So Jetic has published the XFM embedded and removal storage device standard. And what what is it? What is it supposed to do? It's supposed to replace M.2? Uh yeah, actually I have no idea why I'm even we're even talking about this because I, I largely think it is um kind of misunderstood in a lot of ways. So it's basically Jetic, which is the you know, they, they bless all memory designs. And it is a standard for removable and embedded storage, which is exactly what it is. It looks, uh, if you look at, I looked, I downloaded the spec, which by the way is like, yeah, that's not easy to, to get the spec, even though it's free. Uh, it looks like an SD card in a lot of ways. It's sized about like an SD card. It is running PCI Express up to two lanes, one or two lane configurations. Uh, apparently it will go into a socket. So it, it goes into a socket, uh, the, and even though a lot of people think it's going to replace M.2, I suppose it could in theory, but I personally don't think it would. Uh, it'll probably go into the stuff you care about, which is drones, right, and, and the cars and things sort of that need higher performance uh, storage, you know, uh, NAND, higher performance NAND storage with an interface that's standardized. But uh, clearly, since it's really... You know, one or two lanes of Gen 4, I don't think it would replace M.2 anytime soon because that's just why would you want to come into who's going to want to come into a laptop that's already behind the curve? You know, Gen 4 is is current and we've got Gen 5 around the corner. So I really sort of see it mostly as a drone thing, you know, uh, IoT for drones. drones. Keep listening. I'm just, I got you. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to think like, well, you know, because I saw the headline said, oh, you know, M.2 competitors. Eh, not really. M.2's, you know, bigger. You can put 
physically more on the package, it looks like. So I, I think, and you can run, you know, Gen 4, four lanes. So why this probably would not apply to most things. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, you get some of these laptops where they solder the memory in place, you know, the storage in place, maybe there, I guess, possibly. But, you know, again, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at only the equivalent of four lanes of Gen 3, which is plenty for most people. But, you know, you kind of think, well, maybe they would want, you know, Gen 4, uh, four lanes in, in, a, in any next generation laptop that you would want. So it, it, I'm not sure it makes sense. Could the could this be uh, something Apple might use? No, Apple, they have their own controller and you know they have a very fixed the reason why the performance is just so awesome it is it's <laughs> apple awesome on um, apple's performance in, in storage is truly impressive and uh it's because they control everything they would never they'd never and then they don't need specs they don't want specs they they want to do their own thing so it, it would never i mean maybe in a low power ultra ultra thin portable you know like lap you know tablet kind of thing where you know you're not really looking for four lanes of Gen or, Four, yeah. maybe a convertible. I mean, but you know, like super tiny, super light that you would solder in place. Because you know, remember the original XPS uh, thirteen two and one did a, a soldered down storage, and everybody lost their minds over that. And you know, they largely did that because M.2 is pretty big. You've just, especially if you're doing looking at a full twenty two eighty, it's a, it's a lot of board mm-hmm. space, especially in a super thin laptop where you don't have space, and then you've got to deal with the, that that slot. So by soldering stuff down, they saved, you know, a tremendous amount of space. And I know people don't believe that makes any sense, but there's certainly some designs where it did. It did save a lot of um, space and also height. You can get thinner. So with it. So I, I people said this is going to replace M.2. I'm like, I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, they're saying, because Jetic itself says, yeah, it could go into notebook PCs, but I, I don't see that. I would think most people could. It could. You can drive with your feet, but <laughs> some people do. Like game consoles, I was like, I don't think so. I mean, that, even for game consoles, we, I mean, maybe like a Switch or something would make sense. Yeah, right. But I mean, that kind of like low power, but now we're probably not anything high performance. So XFM is, uh, yeah. Also, the better the, in your car. The 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 chat corrected me. We were thinking of XM radio, like Sirius XM. I thought oh. XM had a had a channel xfm I, there there is an xfm on xm radio yes okay. yeah, so. my work my work truck my company vehicle that i drove used to have one of those satellite services and then like the subscription ran out and it was like would you like it i was like off <laughs> turn it off <laughs> is there a permanent disable on that or does it just keep looping would you like to pay for it, or what does it do there's like there's like a demo channel you know where it's like <laughs> top 40. four minute loop no it's only like a four minute loop oh, maybe God. Oh, wow. that's annoying. Oh, man. Yeah. So I never I just could get, does that, I mean, just, I guess people do pay for that. <laughs> you know, I used to have it. I'm just, just a, a complete tangent here. I used to have XM years and years ago when I was in college and I had like the module that you put on the dash of your mm-hmm. vehicle and you had to wire it in. And it was because to and from college, like I was driving home every weekend to work and it was a three and a half hour one way drive. And it's, through the delta region which there's nothing there so there's like yeah there's no stations there's like one country music station that nobody mans it so there was one time it got stuck on a song that just skipped <laughs> for like three hours <laughs> until somebody drove to the station and fixed it so yeah so 
there are times for it, but I don't think I could these days. Spotify uh, streaming services, yeah. Just that's what I don't uh, get. People would just simply or maybe, maybe if you don't get maybe if anyway. you don't get internet coverage, maybe you know satellite well, I mean, you get satellite. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Where? Uh, it, it makes me think, it, the subscription thing makes me think, uh, does OnStar like call you when it detects you're in a crash? They're like, hey, do you want to sign up for the service? <laughs> we detected you just got, had a crash. Or do they get you're on and be not like, paying for it. Like, oh man, that's a bummer. It looks like you got into a crash. Too bad uh, you didn't pay for our service. Mm, we yeah, we, we could have helped you out right now. Yeah. If only you had paid. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had paid. Now, you, they you could charge lesson, you extra at you? that point. They could just charge you extra. <laughs> like, oh yeah, if you sign up right now, it'll be four times the price. If you signed up before, it would have been cheap. You so. ever do like Costco that way? You try to extend it a little bit, like, oh yeah, hey, your your thing's up. Oh yeah, I'm right after we check out. I'm gonna go right to member services. Hell no, walk right past that. Like, <laughs> get the person your receipt. I'm out of the store. I get an extra two weeks. <laughs> that adds up. <laughs> that's a tip from Elena. Uh, there you go. So, uh, okay. So, so maybe there's not not much about XFM, but maybe we do have some some actual details of uh, of Intel's twelfth gen Alder Lake popping up. Yeah, I mean, there, well, the, the leaks keep coming. Yeah, this is this is why you always wonder, Keith. You ever won this too? Who the hell is leaking this? It's like because you're like you must be doing it on purpose because you know if you're running this benchmark, it's going to upload it for the world, right? You ever wonder that? No, you know I, I I have because like I've done embargoed reviews and I know you guys have too, and I've always thought the funniest ones are things like Geekbench or. Remember Ashes of the Benchmark? How many reviewers didn't know that that automatically uploaded to a database? Right. Yeah, no. You know, I, and especially because it says check on there, upload to database, like when you're running Ashes, yeah. Ashes of the Singularity Explosion. <laughs> even like 3D Mart, it's, it's connected. And I'm going to hear, can I give a, can I give an insider tip on how the leak, some, how I would do back oh, in the, okay. the leak days? This was a fun one. So if, there was a product that I knew was launching, but I wasn't embargoed for because I had not, you know, I was not involved in the launch or whatever. The most fun thing that I would do is that uh, whenever I had a feeling, because you guys know how when parts are going around, and uh, I would watch 3D Mark, the global ticker. And no <laughs> joke, I caught reviewers' submissions going through. Really? Yeah. And there was one instance that I was like, I bet this, and it was totally speculative uh, piece that I I wrote. And I I put a screenshot and the person who it was reached out to me. It was actually a friend of mine. I didn't know his screen name on the thing. And he was like, dude, can you cover up my name? And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, this goes online. How did you? And he was like, it was a new system and I didn't check the box. And I was like, oh, Whoops. Why did you even have it plugged in? Whoops. Well, you know the company who sent the part is going to know who it is anyway, regardless of what you write. So that's 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 a screw. And that happens. There's always screw ups. Oh, but yeah. I don't know who leaked this one. But so the latest, uh, the latest was Digital Trends, uh, August twenty seventh. What is that? Friday or so? They basically there's a Geekbench five, another Geekbench five leak. Of a Core i7-12700, no K. And apparently they're saying it falls just short of a 
Ryzen 7 5800X in both single core and multi core. Looks like 1763 single, 11895 in multi threaded. Uh, did they say if it's running on Windows 10 or 11? Uh, I don't think it does. But 10, I, Windows yeah, 10. Yeah, it is Windows 10, so that definitely is going to be part of the the leak control, it feels like. so. Hmm. But it is outperforming a 10-core. No, it's, oh, yeah, no kidding. It's outperforming a, a Rocket Lake, 11900K. <laughs> You know, there was actually a leak from July I had. Him. I was just kind of like in leaking this one. Like, the, and then, you know, the other thing that gets me is like, this is like, you don't leak this by accident, but this is like, uh, it was a result. Speaking of Alder Lake leaks, which I hadn't even known about, but it is hard to believe it's, it's, it's real. Where is it? Is that it? Sorry. Sorry, folks. A little lost here. Should have kept. Oh, they're saying, uh, so somebody had tweeted, uh, somebody who has, I think, a Pokemon, I think, as, a, as an icon, uh, Rachel mm-hmm. tweeted, 12900KS uh, engineering sample, QS, non-OC in water cooler, Cinemates R20, single-threaded 810, multi-threaded 11600. So, that's... <laughs> that single thread is that is eye popping in a way because I I think fifty nine fifties are right around low sixes, so yeah. that is like wow. Of course, and this is July twentieth, so it's about a month and a half ago. I, I'm surprised this didn't make more noise. But you know, honestly, I could go in and say leaked benchmark, make up number, plug it in, and have people quote it. So, <laughs> but that I mean that does look good. And eleven six hundred, where is? 11, let's see, 5950, 10, uh, uh, Guru 3D is showing their, their reviewed part, maybe around 10409. So this is a little over 5950 and uh, a destructive score in single threaded because there's, there's 640s, 640s versus 800. If it really bears out when it gets there, we'll see. But that that is, <laughs> but still, it's just like, you, you don't excellently leak, you know, some of these things. You, yeah. don't, you don't leak Cinebench R twenty uh, scores. That's that's intentional. So it's one of those like, do you got to see this? And it's like, see what? Yeah. <laughs> you, well, what do you think so far? What I mean, obviously the leaks, the leaks look pretty good. I, I we have a video where I, I I'm on, on paper. I I've already sort of said I think I think all the lake will. You know, I just discovered that Cinebench score today, but I think it'll outperform them in single-threaded, and it will be pretty much a dogfight for multi-threaded. And it looks kind of, it kind of is kind of playing out that way. It looks like. Do you think it's going to work out that way, or who are you who are you going to pick? Now, and I, I, I want to be fair, Keith, because we haven't tested parts, we haven't seen parts, we don't even know what it is. But you know what? Just like how they they will, who's already calling, who's going to win the Super Bowl stuff? That kind of stupidity. Oh level. yeah. We're those sports analysts now. We're already guessing who's going to win the Super Bowl like before the season even starts. So what's your guess? My guess, I'm going to go super middle of the road here, and it's going to depend on your operating system. If you're going to stay on Windows 10, I think you're going to be better off on Ryzen, on Zen 2. But if you want to go Windows 11... I really think the fact that my, that that Intel's been working on these schedulers for Windows 11 
I, I think you're going to find an edge there. And I'm interested mostly in the performance of how these, these low power cores are going to work and what they're going to schedule as far as like when they're going to kick into the high performance cores. Cause I think what we're going to find is if you look at some things or I was going to say, if you look at some things, if it's a low power operation, it may look like it performs worse than its competitor, but I don't know, maybe it knows if, if it's just doing that low power kicks those performance cores in and goes, you know, balls to the wall. Um, Ah, man, this is a tough one because like part of me is like, okay, with things not progressing too much because my 3900X has like longer legs because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, let's, let's get some real innovations and the size of these sockets on, on these are so big, so much bigger than what we've had. I can't help but feel like there's just the raw throughput is going to be, it's going to be there. I think there's sandbagging on a lot of things personally. Really? Yeah. I think, I mean, you know how engineering samples are. They're all, they're typically much lower bend. Um, I I think part of what we've seen with rocket Lake kind of being ho hum was this is what they've been working on. Really? You know? Hmm. Yeah. I think rocket Lake probably would have been, it was just, something designed <laughs> it's it was i think rocket lake very much was planet of the apes they well, had gone to the planet of the apes and they came back and the earth had been transformed too turned out you know like, like hey look what we oh yeah we're totally um, gonna take that that 3900 we we're gonna like ooh. yeah that's our ooh, oh 5950 is yeah <laughs> when they came back 50 because they didn't anticipate 5950 it feels like well you know ian um Dr. Cutrus, he he did actually on his tech, yes, and on his tech tech potato video, he actually talked about what makes like Rocket like why it was as an arc, you know, itself. Maybe not the the chip, maybe not the product that you go and buy, but the whole process of learning how to backport and move stuff around and pivot. They learned a lot off of that, so maybe that product in itself wasn't the best thing that you could buy, but it's going to mean a lot going forward. And Intel's getting a bit aggressive on a lot of fronts, it seems like. So they're, they're going to be swinging pretty hard. Yeah. Is, is what I'm seeing. I, I think this is for Intel, the most significant, you know, desktop launch for them in a long time, because clearly they, they knew they had been whooped. So they just kind of like, you know what? Why bother? Right. There's just nothing. Yeah. I mean, Rocket Lake, you just, let's just, well, we made it. Let's just sell it to somebody, you know? Super was, quiet. Yeah. But I mean, you just knew you weren't going to, you, you weren't going to win. And, and so this, I think, is their first real move. And, you know, and people, especially on YouTube and people who watch a lot of the enthusiast content, the, the, the very PC gaming focused content, Get, desktop is not a big deal in the world, right? The money, money is it's money is in laptops. There's way more laptops sold, and there's real money made in servers. They had to defend servers and laptops. That's their main oh, goal yeah. for the last two to three years to to stop the bleeding there. Desktops is like we'll come back to that because it's such small potatoes. Mm-hmm. And Alder Lake is it feels like their first real attempt to try to try to be back in the ball game. But you know they, I mean, 1050 k was, I mean it's good. 
for the money when you got the value there it's actually got pretty good but it was just like no it couldn't stand up against amd i, I feel like this alder lake will be a significant move for them back to at least fight i don't know if it's going to beat ryzen get the vcast ones coming but at least they'll have a competitive part they can they can they can go into you know yeah um we we have a, a, a couple good comments from Dr. Ian Cutris, Tech Tech Potato. He's uh, in the chat. He said, um, duh, 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 duh. "I have to find it." He said, uh, "Alder Lake performance." Oh yeah, I already scored forty two points. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like he's already uh, benchmarking it. Uh, and then he said, uh, "Everyone is going to have to learn what thread affinity is." I don't, I don't even know what that is. What is that, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to deal with that pain because you know what everybody's going to want to know is like. Wow, what if I just simply so Yes. What if I just simply bind, you know, the what if I set the affinity for this thingamabob this, to only the E cores? Cause I want to see yeah. how only the E cores run. Well, like like for me, something that I considered was maybe I worked on a video and it's gonna take a while to render. What if I want to play a game? Can I can I bind the performance cores to this render and can I use the efficiency cores? to play a game because i play old games i don't really play a whole lot of the new games so when i'm playing quake i don't need you know full speed everything so right although don't you wonder like sort of and i know everybody's going to do that just to see what it's like but i would think intel's going to say you know what we didn't build this thread director for you to screw it all up by (laughs) messing with the affinity of everything just leave it alone and let it run you know i just kind of (laughs) like But I do, it would be kind of cool if you got that granular approach. You're like, yeah, let's just run them on the e-cores all day for to, for doing something, right? And then... Yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe maybe you can, like, have a toggle if you want your computer to run. In, and I'm sure with a laptop, it'll do its own thing. But, like, your desktop, if you, you, you know, you can run in silent mode. So you just ran the, the efficiency cores and everything just kind of powered down and just run off those. Do I think, don't know this thing. That could be something they even bake into Windows 11 if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Windows 11, no. You really could, like, they they could, like, you know, hey, you want to, maybe you set a certain power profile, and the thread director throws everything down to the e-cores, right? So, and yeah, I, I do wonder, though. I mean, because I know I mean, that's kind of an Ian thing to run them all well, on the p-cores or the e-cores. Well, he just said, uh, uh, remember the first gen of Turbo Boost Max came with a program where you could prioritize programs yes, over others? Did. Yeah, you know, funny is that thing, like, if you have it installed in the latest words or Windows, it, like, it doesn't, doesn't even work anymore. Oh, really? Just, <laughs> yeah, no, you had to do that because the... the the scheduler had issues too, right? When mm-hmm. the, when that build of Windows 10, I kind of wonder too whether whether AMD will actually benefit. Actually, that was a question uh, I was just about to ask from Sid Lives. Yeah, is uh, maybe the scheduler actually give AMD a bit more performance? Uh, as well? I would hope so because you know, and this is the one thing. You remember when when Ryzen first came out and things were like, man, this is just some weird stuff going on. There were outside of the gaming thing, the whole 1080p, you know, low gaming controversy. Don't it, yeah. Yeah. That everybody, you know, screamed about. But I, I think it was clear there were issues with the Windows scheduler that did not work with the original Ryzen. You know, of course, remember then AMD cop publicly <laughs> This is the this is the way it works, people with Microsoft. Um basically it we don't know, but my gut says the original Windows scheduler, when the original Ryzen came out, just sucked. It ran really badly on Ryzen. Mm-hmm. But the world we live in, AMD came out and apologized, said it is clearly not Windows' fault at all. It is all our fault. Don't blame Microsoft. So 
you could imagine why AMD came out and said that is because it's Microsoft. You never in this world want to anger Microsoft, <laughs> who are already anger at me, so it's not a problem. Um, I think that I, I think I do wonder, like, I know they've improved the scheduler over and over and over again, so they really have gotten, and you know, Microsoft uses Ryzen in service laptops. So I would, I do wonder, like, oh, maybe they can squeeze out a little more performance out of Windows 11, but. I mean, is it going to be significant as it is with Alder Lake? You know, probably not. Yeah. Keith is great. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> it's something fresh. I mean, like, this is something, I mean, you know, there's debates going around the internet how long the big little core, uh, you know, how long, what kind of legs that has. Hybrid. Will they stick Hybrids. with it? Yeah, the hi- hybrid structure. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, there was a time we didn't think we'd see CPUs glued together on the same package. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a thing now. So, yeah. No, I mean, I it will be interesting to see where we go because they just basically glue whatever they want down the road, different accelerators from different people. And it, it's going to be pretty exciting over the next few years what, what both AMD and Intel can achieve with all these sort of crazy stews of CPUs where it's just not simply the same thing. We also have a f- yeah, friend of the show, uh, Francois Pidenel. Is that, yep, hey. did I say it right? Yep. Hey. Hey, okay. Uh, not a, is he calling from a jet? Because he's always in a jet. I don't know. Right? Uh, maybe he, did, he Jealous. Did, did not say, but he did say, uh, Threadrector is such a bad idea. Most of the program threaded, uh, program threaded use symmetrical threading. When you have slower cores, your end time is the end of the lowest score, except for Pavre and Cinebench. Yeah, but don't, don't you... Don't you think, Francois, because this will be interesting now, you know, and I will say Francois probably goes back to the days when I remember sitting in the room and Intel saying, yeah, this whole big little thing they're doing on over at, at uh, ARM, that's just, that's, that's a waste of time. We, we tried, it doesn't make any sense. Um, don't you think, Francois, that they are going to manage it? That's why, so we have the, the P cores, you know, everything kind of gets thrown onto the P core so that you don't get that kind of weird weird ass stuff where some are running on the little cores and some are running on the big cores. So are we, isn't it, isn't it sized enough so you can fit everything for the most part, most of those applications will think they're all on the, on the P cores. You know what I mean? Sir, Cinebench, Pavre, those things that are just running a million threads. Yeah. That'll use everything you can, but it feels like the vast majority of what everybody uses gaming and everything, you know, eight, eight core, 16 threads is plenty. So it'll just all sit on those cores most of the time. So is this going to be something they have to update down the road as new programs come out, or is it going to? Is there some machine learning going on in there? Yeah, I think there's a table that's built into the. This, this is a good Ian question, but there's there's a, there's a table that's built into the cores and basically references, it and it is they can update it as they as they as they yeah. learn new things. I think, hmm. if I remember from the briefing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it'll be really weird. I mean, we'll have to see, right? Well, and hey, Francois. Remember that thing about AVX 512? Yeah, there's kind of like, (laughs) there's no AVX 512 here. Yeah. So I wonder if you'll be able to, I'm sure you'll be able to disable and enable cores as you please through the BIOS. Yeah, I would imagine, right? I mean, you have in the past, but this will be whole deep. You would, I, you know, that's why it's, it'll be interesting to see what control we have over ThreadRector. Like you said, you know, you just want to, yeah. I want to run this one process that is just always going to be on a, on an e-core because I'm going to be running it for 
the next three years. So <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to run on a PCOR. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Ian chimes in and says, "Gordon, the Intel hot chips presentation on Thread Director was better than the uh, Arc Day." Well, I, I didn't attend because I'm too cheap, but I did watch your stuff. So, and by the way, go look at Ian's uh, content on hot chips if you want to see it. That was the that was a cheap way to get the information. Yes, good fun times. Uh, anything else on this, uh, or should we get to some questions before we get out of here? I think we'd do some questions. I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is just that simple, fun time where everybody gets to guess, you know, just like, again, they get to guess who's going to win the Super Bowl or the finals or whatever. <laughs> and then when it comes around to where their team didn't even get near, then they can just pretend they never said something, right? <laughs> like, oh, you know. Well, uh, Francois chimed in and said uh, he was right on saying that AVX5 told me to do that's, that's why I brought it up. but. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, if you have questions right now, live during the show, uh, at PC World in the chat, if you're listening to this later, uh, and you want to get your tr- questions in the best places over on Discord, there's a link to join our community. Awesome people over there, uh, having really good conversations. There is a Full Nerd Questions channel I will pull from there, but first I'm going to pull from, uh, a couple, a couple things that popped into, to the chat. We have a $35 super chat. Thank you so much from Mike Quinton. Said uh, is or asks is a is a DDR6 GPU significantly faster than a DDR5? Can most of the games run okay on DDR5 four gig plus CPU as Microsoft or as Micro Center sold out of the good stuff? And what's the difference between enterprise SATA SSD and consumer SSD? Sorry, two questions. You want to do the GPU there part, Keith? Sure. Sure, I'll take that. Um, that depends on the resolution that you're running and everything. But most of the cards that ship with GDDR5 up until the last generation, uh, so up through what Polaris on, and uh, yeah, Polaris. And after that, we got G6 with the 5700 series, correct? Hold on. I'm having a moment. Oh, we all are these days. Right. It's just, this is where I tell people all the time, there's so many numbers going through our heads with these things. Uh, look, a 1080 Ti is running GDDR5X, but the 1080 is running GDDR5. It's going to depend on the GPU more than the memory. Uh, G6, GDDR6 is better and it's a lot faster but even on like the AMD cards equivalent, you've got a bus drop. So the overall bandwidth didn't change a whole lot. And that overall bandwidth is the number that really matters more than is it GDDR5 or is it GDDR6? So if it's a 256-bit bus like you got on the 5700, you're getting 448 megabytes per second of bandwidth. Same thing if it's the G6, but a smaller bandwidth. Long and short is as long as the GPU itself can power it, can power the resolution that you're trying to run, I wouldn't lose sleep over the GDDR speed. As long as you're not buying a DDR4 video card in these days. But GDDR5 has been in production for a long time. It's ran for a while. It's good, solid. I I wouldn't be, again, nearly as concerned with the memory rating as i am which gpu because a 1080 with gddr5 is probably going to do you better than like a 1650 super or you know 1660 super 
with G6. So it also feels like it's, it. it solves itself because you know you're not going to see a you're not going to see a 3060 with GDDR6X or whatever the hell it is, right? Yeah, because it's just like, and if you could, it would really get you nothing, and it would yeah. increase the price of that card so much. It doesn't make any sense. So it's sort of, you know, the card makers have sort of sized the cards correctly for the memory subsystem. So yeah, yeah, by by the by the the actual GPU number, the model number, the model number mo- matters more than the the memory type in use is probably the the safest safest thing to say i guess is that a yeah. good, good tip yeah that, i would go with that that's kind of what... oh yeah oh although it's kind of cool to see because now i can i can do like <laughs> arr, arr. <laughs> tickle his nose yeah <laughs> i i can be keith and just saying well I'll go ahead and buy it no but generally you you want to buy just simply the actual model number if you can go out and afford a a thirty eighty over a you know and over a 3060 you're going to get more performance so that's that's generally the safest way to do it so okay uh well, sorry we'll, we'll we'll see what happened on key oh and santa uh sata enterprise and Inter- oh, enterprise class sata versus that's cool keith because i was doing this in front of your face i was like a jimmy <laughs> kimmel kind of like talking thing or maybe it's a conan who's who, who did that thing but you know generally an enterprise sata ssd is just made to be more durable it'll have more you know right life they're they're basically made to run forever under harsher circumstances and generally costs a lot more too and frankly as a consumer a consumer sad ssd is made to usually outlive its usefulness so i would not pay them the money for an enterprise ssd and and no ssd is a replacement for having an adequate backup so does it matter about like oh i'll buy enterprise and skip backup no you still back it up no matter oh, yeah. what you have. Oh, yes. Uh, multiple times. Uh, all right, cool. We got a couple uh, Alder Lake questions. Um, going back to that for some fun. Uh, Rowan Mags is asking, uh, have, uh, do you have any guesses on Alder Lake price? Will it be priced aggressively? No, it won't be. It will not be. I don't think it'll be priced aggressively. This is, this is 10 nanometer super fin. Not exactly like overflowing everything and it will be i hope priced according to its performance so if it is better than a 5950x in some things then i would expect it to compete with 5950x in pricing although if you're intel you sort of have to anticipate amd saying hey you know we've been making 5950x for a long time now we're going to trim it a little bit more Mm -hmm. so i don't know how much that factors into it but this will not be celeron priced Okay. Uh, next next question from uh, Anthony Chow. What core speeds will the E cores run? I don't think they've released final clock speeds for those. I can't remember back that far. It was must have been two to three weeks ago. But I don't think they have released final clocks or specs. All right. Uh, some more fun questions here. Uh, uh jesus garcia friend of the show uh what's the best 3060 laptop f- with good thermals in your opinion gordon off the top of your head i think it really comes well i haven't probably seen enough 3060s to give you my opinion i have a general overall opinion which is you know it 
3060 as a class of GPU goes into sort of these ultra premium, ultra thin laptops like the XPS 17, 97, 10. And then it'll go into like a Acer, you know, $1,400 gaming laptop that's that's thicker. Uh, the, the XPS 17 may actually have better thermals in that case, but is it going to be enough to be better than that Acer? I don't know, but I think really generally you're going to want to buy a, you know, if you're going to want to play games and you're going to want to buy a gaming laptop that's a little thicker, look for the RGB, that's a signal, right? If you're going to want to just simply buy a ultra thin, you know, laptop to run, you know, Photoshop, Premiere and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's a different thing. So I, I don't, I don't really think I have an, a solid opinion on that, but I really do want to point out there are very separate classes of, of laptops. You know, mm-hmm. one is for gaming focus and then one is really for content creation. Okay. Um, Nutty Hyper One, hopefully we have an answer for this. Uh, it has an HDR question. Uh, one question about HDR. It, it used to be HDR10 was standard. Uh, which one would you buy for a monitor? Sorry, I'm trying to decipher this. Now with HDR2000 and the next standard coming, which one would you buy now? <laughs> I've not paid attention to it. I'm... I. I um, HDR is a pain in the month side. Anytime I've ever tried to mess with it, it's not turned out well. Yeah, I've, I've, I actually, uh, if you watch that build, I, I unbox quickly the um, there's a dark dark matter. It's a 180 hertz refresh rate, 1440p IXO panel. Yeah, I've been using it at home. Uh, it does have HDR support. I can't remember the the specs. Um, but yeah, I, I immediately turned it on and got washed out Windows colors, and I was just like, "What? Mm-hmm. Why is it even?" And then there was options. I had to go into the Nvidia, Nvidia, and then there was separate options for, you know, do, do you run it on full screen only? Do you run it on? And I, yeah, so I ended up turning it off the, for now. So the way the way that I handle um, HDR, and almost I say almost everybody that I've talked to that has bought a monitor that has any degree of HDR support, even the better ones, they tend to ultimately end up turning it off. I don't, I don't know that I would buy for that feature. I think I would treat it as a good, uh, as a, as a, Oh, it also has that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's how I would, I would make that purchasing decision on those. I would, I would buy around the other specifications and then I would treat the HDR. If it has, good hdr as a bonus mm. it does feel very half-baked in windows right now still as far yeah. as the desktop side i don't know about the gaming it, side but the the desktop side is it is it is a bit of a mess like it's great for movies on a tv that it's all done through there but through windows it seems like may, maybe with windows 11 it'll get better yeah <laughs> yeah maybe hopefully what how what, what about say. on my kb lake though and i'm running <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, there's some, like, uh, some of the laptops I've seen, if you enable 10-bit mode, you know, HDR 10-bit, and you, you unplug the laptop from AC, it, the, the screen will visibly blink off for a second as mm. it, it readjusts. Mm. And if you plug it, it's just, it's, it's really kind of not all there, it feels like. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, okay, then, uh, Dr. Ian Cutris has a question, uh, Gordon and Keith, uh, what do you do with the review samples you never get time to test? Uh, also, uh, do, you, do you, what ideas for content do you have that you never get around to doing? Oh, God. 
see Ian's trying to steal our ideas here right now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty I, clever, though, if he asks you publicly. Like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, it's a bummer, right? Because you get stuff, you want to review it, and then uh, it, you typically it's like you send it back, or you like, or they want you. Sometimes they just want you to library it, so you have it to reference, you know, later on when something else comes out. But no, yeah, that's the worst thing, right? Because you you are in this business to take hardware, render an opinion and write or talk about it. If you can't get to it, it is, you feel it just, it just gnaws at you every day. It, it's the worst. I know people think like, Oh, that's the best thing in the world. It's like, no, cause that box is staring <laughs> at you. That box. Yeah. It's staring at you. It's just going, it's I have like, a, I'm looking at it right here. I have a, an Intel element board that was on loan from a company and I keep emailing them going, please give me a return address for this. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get that. And I'm like, please. I'm, <laughs> yeah. It's I've had it for entirely too long and I missed the window and it's no longer relevant. I'd like to give it back to you. And, and they're like, well, you know, we liked what you did with it already. And I'm like, no, you said it was a loner. Please let me give it back. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's you terrible. Know. It is terrible because it really does. I have like a laptop like, oh, God, I didn't get to it. It's just sitting there in the box. And it's just like you feel guilty. You just like every day you're like, I got to do that. But, you know, the the river keeps moving. You keep moving down the river and like you will. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And I'm sure, you know, he says he's staring at 45 boxes of unreviewed hardware. Right. And you just feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I think the thing is like, you know, you keep it in the library because it is. It is actually very handy to go like, um, let, I'm going to take a 10th gen. I'm about to send back a 10th gen laptop to somebody. It's like, you know what? I, before I do that, because I just came out with the, this new bit test, new benchmark, I want to run it before I box it up and send it back. Yeah. Right. So that it is sometimes nice just to have that library to refer to over time. So yeah, no, generally, yeah, no, I hate it because it just gna- it gnaws at you every day. And then you see that PR person or you try to email over that and just like that guilt will just like kill you. And it's not like you need it to use. You just simply, you know, you no. Know. And then for ideas, yeah, there's, there's so many ideas I haven't. I wish I could do, but I, I haven't been able. I to mean, do, yeah, so. we have. We we talk multiple times a week of like video ideas, and we're like, ah, crap, we don't got time for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like right. like one of the things I've been wanting to do lately is I've got this nifty um, LDAT system, and I think you got one too, don't you, Gordon? I just got one because I I yeah. want to do something really cool with it. So one. You know, and if anybody else steals the idea, then that's great because then I'll have the results. Um, I wanted to take like like a streaming service and actually measure latency on it. So, mm. and here's the thing: and a I stream, used and game I, streaming service. Yeah, yeah, uh, and in the specific example, which I got started on it, and of course that boat went down the river and I lost it, was. Um, so my laptop, the the uh, Zephyrus G14, I got one with a GTX 1650 in it because I'm not, I, I didn't get it to be a gaming machine, just a portable little workstation. Um, but I was playing Cyberpunk 2077 on it, and I and I, and I tried it with GeForce Now, and it felt like the the actual game ran with less oh latency God. through GeForce Now than it did with the integrated with the with the mm. GPU that the dedicated GPU. Wow. Yeah, that'd be 
Mm. You want to hear my L dad idea? And yeah, Ian's like taking notes right now. It's like, hey, got that. <laughs> Next week, that's Tuesday's video. I actually wanted to get, the, I got the L dad in because I am very curious for uh, how much input lag is induced into laptops and systems from really low grade crappy USB support. Oh. Right? Because you think about it. You know, typically USB and PCH or South, whatever, it's all pretty good, right? That's where I think that's where how you're. So my thought is like, well, what about running it through a USB hub? Or what about running it through just what I know is, you know, some of these subpar, you know, uh, ASICs that for yeah. USB, how much, how much does it make any difference? Is it drivers? I don't know. Or does it even not make any difference? It may not make any difference at all, but I was very running curious through a dock. to try that. Yeah, running through a dock because a lot of people will just run their mouse through a dock. And, you know, my guess is most of those people are not really competitive gamers anyway. So <laughs> I don't care what kind of sneakers you got. You ain't going to get no better. But <laughs> I do think maybe it'd be it'd be kind of fun to just like, holy smokes, you know, you're eating like, you know, 20 milliseconds of latency from this so-and-so, you know, USB controller on a, on some other boards, right? It's possible. Yeah. Or through Thunderbolt. Does that induce any kind of uh, latency to it? So LDAP yeah. might be a, a cool way to look at it. So that's that's one of those ideas, which I probably will never get to. But I'm going to try. Because <laughs> nice. I have that LDAT staring at me every day going, hey, There you go. Me. <laughs> uh, use me. Ian says he does not have an LDAT, uh, so he can't do that. Um, all right, uh, some more questions. Uh, David uh, MSG 6800 XT has a uh, topical question. What is the least expensive power supply that you would feel safe recommending? <laughs> Gordon, I think I think you've talked in the past about <laughs> buying the cheapest case that comes with the power supply. Well, I so do maybe that, you're not the right person. I do that for competitive reasons because when you do a building competition based on price, you have to win. Nobody talks about <laughs> nobody talks about things going up in smoke. For my, I would I personally do it. You know, maybe. I just generally, maybe for that one out of 100 times it takes out your hardware, it's it's fine. So lowest, I generally think if you buy name brand power supplies from a company that will stand behind it, you're generally in good shape. Clearly, that is not always sometimes a problem. I got a really good deal on a GP750, though, used on Amazon. Is that one of those gigabyte? Yeah, it was used sixty dollars. Really good price. I'm not even kidding. The, uh... it didn't even come with a box. It just came in a brown box off of Amazon. It's like sixty bucks. Shh. It's gold. The it's gold. I, I, there is a particular power supply that I actually have bought numerous numerous uh, units, and pretty much every time they go on sale at Best Buy, I grab one. Um, because they usually go on sale for like thirty or forty bucks. Wow! And it and it's a it's an EVGA six hundred watt. It's a eighty plus white rated. Um, but I'm not trying to run high end systems with them. They're just for. Uh, I usually go end up giving them to friends who have problems or they're trying to buy. They you know well used to they could gra grab a graphics card and they needed a little extra power than what they had. Um, but they're they're certified. They're not. You know, you're not going to XOC with them or anything. So, and it's a 600 watt power supply with a eight plus six pin and a pigtail on it. So, for your GPU, is there really 80 plus white? 
Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. It's actually just 80. It's just 80 plus. Oh, it's, okay. The base, the base level of 80. Yeah, plus. yeah. It's just base. Oh, okay. Know, they got it. I think they're coming so, up I mean, new colors these days for 80 plus. No, it's, 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 uh, it's, in my opinion, it's probably a much more comfortable than like an in-house brand, you know, just a house brand kind of power supply. And it's, it's black with all black cables. So you don't have ketchup and mustard. So it's, a, it's a nice power supply that's solid. So. Oh, okay. You know, it's interesting because I recently built a relative's computer with an ancient Rosewell power supply that i'd been had sitting around for you know did you not like them what's what i had you know because it it was all free so it's all like the person bought the case i used all the old leftover hardware i had to build the system so (laughs) it's not money out of my pocket i mean well i can afford a gigabyte power supply so i just okay use this one i was gonna say the donuts in the dumpster i wonder though and she she's been saying yeah it's been blue screening i'm like oh damn so i don't i don't know yeah Look at Best Buy. Next brand. time they got one of those, yeah. Next time they have one of those on sale, just grab one. It may give you a peace of mind. I do wonder though, because I mean, you know, I think to talk a little bit about the gigabyte, you know, power supply, you know, problems. I I think the I, what's kind of disappointing about that to me is is generally you say you buy from a good brand, you're generally in good shape. There's no guarantee, right? Yeah. And because, you know, everybody sometimes has to substitute parts because supply chains are in a mess. Sometimes you got to have stuff to sell. If somebody missed a decimal point somewhere, it can be bad. I, but I'm, I'm kind of, what do you do now? Because you would, that's what I think is really kind of terrible about the fallout from the whole gigabyte thing is, you know, normally you'd go like, yeah, name brand power supply is the safest bet because there's literally hundreds and hundreds of different yeah. models and, and built during different times with different components that may have been subbed out. So, you know, I, I don't just use it's hard to give people rules that that will keep them safe these days. I don't know, except you can't tell people to go buy a really nice high end power supply if they don't need it. Right. It's just that is the safest way to do it is you don't get you don't get good quality for for no money, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. You can also o- overspend. You can overspend, yeah. but I, I did no, that early on. Yeah. But overspending also means you got a really good power supply too, right? So, did you really overspend? You know, in the long term, if you're out of that efficiency curve, I mean, you know. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just a mess. Um, okay, a couple more questions. Uh, Rowan Mags uh, just asked, uh, uh, what are you hearing about, uh, hearing from the Ether about GPU prices? TSMC prices going up. Is it time to buy a GPU now or wait for Intel Arc? Anything about mining? Uh, it looked like it was going down, but then now it's, you know. <laughs> Keith says, who knows? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I I thought we would be in the clear back in March. <laughs> I missed that. I missed it. I was way off. Uh I don't know. I, I don't I, I I wish I could say that next week something's gonna happen and but everywhere I look it's reports of cutting back uh wafer costs going up and uh, I don't want to say we're at a new normal, but for the next little while, I mean, it's kind of, it's one of the reasons I'm starting to explore things with like the streaming services or finding 
I don't know. Maybe it's time to dig into that back catalog. Mm-hmm. You mean older games or yeah. just... Yeah. I mean, there's so many... Let's be honest. There's so many great games that, you know, even if you built a good system and your GPU is not the greatest, you can still go back and play so many games. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what and I've if, always said, too. Yeah. And if you're trying to play 1080p, I mean, you don't have to... It doesn't take that much of a graphics card to really play 1080p games. Even ones that people aren't buying for mining, you know? <laughs> what about... Everything's cost more. What about buying a laptop? Because it definitely... I know, although even laptops I'm hearing are, are starting to get like a little lean in supply these days. So they are, but this is, I mean, you're getting to the point now, especially if, you know, I mean, if you're a DIY kind of person, maybe it's time to invest in a laptop and play on that for a while. I mean, you can still hook it up to a monitor. You can have the desktop experience with a laptop. It's not as flexible. Um, it's time to get creative. I guess that's what I'm getting at. This is it's it's a time to start getting creative. Uh, Somebody needs to invent a- the reverse eGPU. So you buy your 3080 laptop, <laughs> you plug it in with Thunderbolt four, and then now on my desktop, I'm using the 3080 in my laptop to play games on my desktop. Like Intel's like, oh. what? No, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. It's just a, you, you run an external GPU on your on your. your no, no, I, I want to take your 3080 laptop and I use that 3080 with my desktop hardware. Oh yeah, check check out. I I got this this 3080. It came with this interesting enclosure that looks like a. The, usually the shroud is is cool, but it, you know, it just looks like a laptop. It's a weird yeah. shroud. Yeah. You know, it just looks like a laptop, but it really there's a thirty eighty. You know, it's just a thirty eighty. You you could really make a solid argument for for that, I guess. I mean, for I mean, you could if you had like Thunderbolt five. Oh, we've lost Keith again, and he's got an expression on us. No, oh, there he goes. Oh. No, he's just he's cringing because this idea is insane. I thought we lost him. <laughs> no, you, you could say like if Thunderbolt Five, you really could like. Well, why don't we? Why can't I use my GPU for my laptop on my desktop? I know that's insane, but that's insane. <sighs> but that would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> well, I, I okay. I'm gonna guess. All right, I'm gonna make a prediction. Twenty. 2022 i think by 20 by fall this this time next year we will be in better shape because not everybody can buy continue to buy 3080s right there's just i mean yeah when we'll have it'll be a 4080 by then well we'll probably we'll probably i don't know we'll super i don't even know i just well well you have arc you'll have amd you have nvidia so you're gonna have a three-way competition they're gonna be fighting it'll still the the world will consume every single thing they make, but maybe, I mean, well, it's not like so you bought a thirty eighty this year because there are people buying them. They're not going to go buy another one next year, so maybe it'll get better by next year. I, it's gotta, it's just gotta get better. Womp womp. Yeah, market saturation. <laughs> Man, market saturation. But it, it's I, gotta get better. Gordon's famous last words. It's gotta get better. It just and that is the point where we we're we're now damaging PC gaming. We're clearly into the the damaging of, of PC gaming, which yeah. is the reason why this is so horrible. Yep. So it hurts our souls. Uh, all right. Well, we, uh, question from a friend of the show. VC Jester says, uh, are we big, are, 
As we begin to run into the physical limits of the materials used in development of more computer power, do we need to give up on the x86 instruction set if we ever want to lean forward into compute? How many years away are we from finding a cost-effective substitute for our current materials used in processor design? This is where Ian starts for furiously tapping in at the keys. In the chat. <laughs> is he already typing? He well, no, no, we'll no, just no, wait for Ian's answer. That. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, right. I just go. You want to go? Uh, you go. No, no, you. Speaking, uh, I'm about to have to go though. Oh, you're gonna have to. Yeah, go. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say uh, this is not just simply about hardware. This is about you know hundreds of millions of devices running legacy things i don't think you simply just flip a switch and oh we're all suddenly lovely living in some kind of arm architecture world i don't think it works like that it just yeah. it just doesn't happen so no i i think it's well you'll be able to buy gpus at affordable prices before that's going to happen that's the sign it is a sign uh it's a sign we gotta go if yeah yeah actually uh, keith if you if you want to pop off i actually do have a couple good questions for uh for gordon Hey guys. Go. Yep. Thanks for uh, stopping yeah. by, man. Oh. <laughs> I think I hit it. All right. Bye. Force push. <laughs> oh, it worked. Oh. See, the force push worked. Oh, now we see you. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to have windows. Uh, yeah. Up. Um, uh, so, no cloud. Uh, this is a good question. So, Thank you, Keith. Sorry, I, I do have a couple questions for you, Gordon, that I think would be fun. Uh, no cloud. With the announcement of uh, 10 to 20% price, price increases on silicon, he's referring to the TSMC thing, uh, should, M, uh, should Microsoft back off of Windows 11 hardware requirements? Do you think because price is increasing that they should back off because of that? I, I don't think so. Because, they, you know, Windows 10 runs just fine and they have pledged to support that through 2025 so i i don't think i mean i don't see why micro i mean come on let's be honest they're not they're not going to do it um prices will go up somewhat i would imagine most of the vendors have already booked everything already so it's probably further down the road uh no and i i don't think they're going to do that i i think the harder requirements um because really, I really think you're going to have a Windows 10 world and Windows 11 world, which is what we're going to end up at. So I don't, I don't think they really need to. And, and Windows 11, to me, is is still very much largely about sort of new devices that are coming along, and also security, security, security. So, mm -hmm. okay, uh, two more questions, and we're going to Kraken, Kraken, friend of the show. Thank you. Uh, said, uh, did Intel discuss? Uh, how it will re reduce the latency between P and E cores when they communicate with each other or have thread dependencies? Uh, they did. Uh, it was hard to stay awake at that point because your brain is just sort of fried. But I think what they have significantly increased the uh, re responsiveness of, of the CPUs themselves just to simply, you know, uh, boosting up. I think it was what? what milliseconds and microseconds or whichever one is is smaller but basically it's a, a significant increase in the responsiveness in this over previous design so i think that kind of addresses it we'll see we'll see we'll see ian's little cool thing where he's measuring you know core latency mm -hmm. down the road but you know ultimately that's pretty cool stuff but the only thing that really matters to you is does it run what you want better so mm -hmm. we'll wait and see uh, last fun question of the day. Uh, we get this 
kind of stuff all the time. Uh, David MSG 6800 XT, friend of the show, is asking, uh, Gordon, how much did Dell pay you to shill that four-fan laptop? Uh, talking about the Alienware one. Oh yeah, how much? Yeah, they give us they, a number. They paid me. They paid me in the in the in the in the uh, in the in Snapple in Snapples. Yes, one died <laughs> Snapple. Yeah. No, it's just simply you you cover cool stuff because it's cool, and I think maybe the issue is people don't understand how thin that <laughs> Alienware is. It's it's pretty damn thin from what you're seeing out of most laptops, gaming laptops in that class. So. Almost suspiciously thin, I think, is is maybe what you said on the video too. I, I can't remember. Like, what? like how how is that even working? Yeah, you're so, you're so used to you know a gaming laptop being thick, but if you don't see it, you're like, ah, well, the, there's got to be something wrong with it. Yeah, and the most gaming laptops are, are you know they're significantly thinner than what they used to be too. So that Alienware, if you look at it, it's just like it's like wow, it's pretty crazy. I, I guess the question is, what are the compromises that? came out of it to get there are there any you know I, I haven't seen yet i think they are for sale to some people some people have bought them but uh, we'll have to wait and see when we get one here so but it is um it's a pretty cool design for what it is okay cool speaking of cool designs we we have we have more merch coming stay tuned for that oh, oh i'm so excited so excited Stay tuned. Anyway, uh, Gordon, let's get us out of here. Me and you. It's just it's just us. Yeah, know? it's just us. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full learn. For all the audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, if you're on one of those services, please leave a review every time you do. We get paid in Diet Snapple to drink things. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Keith May, who's already checked out. <laughs> And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Yeah. Everyone left us. It's, it's just it's just me and, me and you. Me and you and all the chat. Thank you, chat. We'll see you later next week. Goodbye.